welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What is up, Mad Mob? We are back at it for the Friday episode, Honesty Hour, where we go over um, where we had our preseason wide receiver rankings compared to the ADP and where they actually finished and give you all a little insight on on what got them there. Gentlemen, how we doing? Doing good, man. It's good to be back on. Wonderful. Uh, uh, combine. Combine started today. Any uh, any spicy people you see? Well, I didn't necessarily start today. But any, did you see anybody good today? I haven't. I mean, I didn't. I didn't pay attention to any of that stuff just yet, really. Um, it's been busy with things here and there, honestly. Um, but in the news, I mean, I saw Rashad Bateman was calling out the GM. It's uh, really the only football-related news I've kind of been in tune to, as well as Aaron Rodgers is going to make a decision. I guess he's still undecided after his darkness retreat. <laughs> yeah, as a resident Kentucky fan, Wayne, I look forward to Will Levis being an absolute athletic freak at the Combine, somebody overdrafting him, and then being severely disappointed. He's going right. top five in all the mocks right now. Yeah. I hope it doesn't happen because the last time we had somebody drafted this high was Tim Couch. And the poor guy went to the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other things I saw was there's some news that Evan Ingram is getting the tag in Jacksonville. And the Chargers GM has pu- publicly stated that Keenan Allen will not be traded. Interesting. Yeah. Take that for what it's worth. I don't know why they would keep him. I mean, I'm sure Khalil Mack's probably gone. But I think I saw a $14 million cap hit. Yeah, and they're $20 million over. So he would essentially eliminate the problem just for his contract alone. Um, Also, I think he. Sorry, go on. Leonard Fournette was released or is going to be released. Saw that coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, feel like you could see the difference last year with Keenan Allen on the field and off the field. Same thing with Justin Herbert. Just his performances in the games where Keenan Allen was available. He's a nice safety blanket. So I don't hate it. It's just now you have to scramble to make other moves to get back under the cap. Yeah. What about uh, the Falcons releasing Marcus Mariota? See ya. Saw it. Saw it coming. What about the Commanders releasing Carson Wentz? (laughs) See ya. Didn't see that coming, but, you know, not a big deal. Yeah. Where does he go? He's a backup, right? Anywhere he goes, he's a backup. Uh, I see him being the last quarterback signed uh, as a team that's desperate Maybe Arizona to fill in until Kyler gets there. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Or a team that just doesn't, they fail to get a quarterback in the draft that really needs one, like a Carolina maybe. It's fair. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, that's fair. I think Leonard Fournette will be a hot commodity. Someone will pick him up for depth, if anything. He'll have a job for sure. They'll show up to camp 300 pounds. 
Yeah, boy, playoff Lenny. Uh, I'm sad that y'all didn't, you know, do a lot of combine watching. You know me, I'm I'm big into my my forte is rookies coming in. I draft pretty well. There, I don't know. I think this league is going to have to take a quick turn to pass heavy because these linebackers and edge rushers that showed up today were stupid. There were six linebackers that ran a sub four five. There was wow. a there's there's a oh my, the Northwestern edge rusher. He's like six two over two eighty, and my man ran a sub four five. Thirty eight inch vertical, broad jump over ten feet. Nice. At two eighty, these edge rushers and these linebackers are like freaks of nature now that can run sub four fives in the mid two hundreds. Yeah. Game I mean, is never changing, man. Always better athletes coming. How out are you supposed to run year. against that? There's oh, so many. I mean, many that's of why them. the game has already been moving towards the pass. Really, that's why running backs don't get any love. They they don't they don't get paid. They don't have long careers. The shelf life is very small. Uh, at what point do you just not put Throw as much it. not put as much stock in them you know what i mean because hey, you know me i'm a running back first guy all day every day but at what point am i just like man they're not big point getters anyways it's kind of already happened like when when if we were playing fantasy six seven years ago when would we ever talking about uh when would would anybody ever say jetta as the number one pick in a dynasty startup nobody would ever say that you always go running back but now, five, six years later, it's like you might go Jetta, then Jamar before taking a running back in a startup dynasty. It's yeah. possible. Run, running backs will always have a spot, though, just because it's of the positional scarcity. Like, I, you only have so many studs. Sorry, Dex. No, you're good. They, they'll always be relevant, too, just because of the touchdown potential, right? Running backs generally score more touchdowns than wide receivers. I think the other thing, too, is it's the position is changing, Wayne, right? You value pass catchers. If you can't catch the ball out of the backfield, your you're A.J. Dillon is your ceiling, unless you're yeah. just a freak like Derrick Henry. Yeah, Or Chubb. Those are, those are the unicorns Chubb. of, yeah. of and, and that Chubb is, kind Chubb, of Chubb is, his, He's just stupidly efficient. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, those are, like, like Beg said, those are really the only guys that – with the exception of AJ Dillon, really shine at their at the running back spot without really catching out of the backfield. Yeah, and and like Begley said, RIP to your longevity. If you have to get utilized so much that you're not a pass catcher and still a RB one. Yep. yep. But looking forward to tomorrow. Um, the combine is featuring DBs tomorrow. Um, Saturday's big day: quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends. Um, and then we get to see um, the RBs on Sunday. So at same time, uh, I think I think it's three to eight, three to eight tomorrow. And then Saturday's a big day. I think it's like a seven hour time slot, seven or eight hour time slot. Did you see Bryce Young said he's not going to throw? Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have to. I mean, it's I mean, smart. I think in his part. Yeah, you can yeah. only go down. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The the other guy I was interested in was Jackson Smith and Jigba said he might skip the combine. Dude's a mystery box man. 
You don't know yeah. what he is. Yeah. What do you think uh, about him, Wayne? Is is that your number one right now? Who is it? Jackson Smith and Jigba. Is he not going to the combine at all? He was talking about skipping the combine. He he publicly said he will not run the forty, and then their scuttlebutt he might skip it all together. It's just not a good look. And he sat out all year with a with a hamstring, supposedly. It, it's it's almost like he's trying to cover himself because he kind of knows he's going to underperform. Yeah. I don't. He's got I, game tape, though, man. Here's the here's the deal, though. I feel like if you're a top pick, the combine will not. Even if you have a mediocre combine, it's not really going to drop your stock too much. The combine is a place to raise your stock, not necessarily right, hurt it. It can definitely hurt your stock, though. It can absolutely hurt your stock. Running backs are are pretty big for that. For not as not as much aspects. as it can help your stock. People that are affected positively are a lot greater than the people that are affected negatively in the combine. But let's say Bijan runs a four six. That's what I'm saying. Does that hurt his draft stock way? He'll be the number one running back still taken. That's yeah, that's he might my be point. the number one. He might be the number one running back taken, but that that that's the difference between being a first rounder and getting bigger money in a fifth year option over. Th- that's what I'm saying. But a four six would round. be abysmal for him. And he would still be the number one running back. But let's say you take Tank and he goes out and runs a 4-3. He, he might jump two, three people. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you can help yourself in a positive manner a, a lot more than you can help yourself in a negative or hurt yourself in a negative manner in the, in the combine. If Bryce goes out and he does throw and he, he doesn't look that good, they got years and years of college to go by. They're not going to be like, oh, no, he, he missed some passes, and now he's not the number one overall. That's uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're that dude already, you have the college tape, they know what you are, and you come in with a bad combine, they're not – you're going to be pretty essentially where you are. But if you have the college tape that's not showing a lot of potential – and you go in there and you dominate the combine, then people's ears perk up. They go, oh, okay, this guy's somebody. That's 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 my point. Is Of course a, a combine can negatively affect you, but I'm just saying it affects people. It's, it's a lot easier to jump forward than it is to go backwards when you're already set as the number one running back, the number two running back, the number one receiver, the number two receiver. You know what I mean? Like you'll still be the number one regardless Unless it's like a one-two situation, you know, like last year when we had, you know, Jamison Williams, a Drake London, uh, Garrett Wilson, and all them. Then, yeah, they're all very close, anyways, and that might help you. But I don't know. That's that's kind of my mindset on the combine. I kind of watch it a little bit more for defensive players, honestly. I'm just going off the Jackson Jackson Smith and Jigba thing. Like, I wouldn't run if I was him. That's going to negatively affect you, like. Even if he is the number one receiver off the board, I'm not saying necessarily like that doesn't matter. But the difference between the money you're getting at, you know, the 10 or 15 spot, as opposed to now that team at the 10 or 15 doesn't want you and you fall all the way back to like 30 or 
early second round. Like that's an extra year of job security. That's money out of your pocket as well. That's what I mean by like negatively affecting. Like, of course they're going to make the NFL and stuff, but you're hurting your pockets. You're hurting your pockets. The NFL PA is trying to go away from the combine anyways. I I kind of, I, that would be terrible though, man. Cause so many people make they're they're they get in based on how well they do in the combine. But, but my thing with that is like, if I'm an NFL exec, not an NFL, a team exec, and there's a guy that I'm kind of, kind of want, I want to see his combine. And if he's skipping it, I'm going to be like, I wonder why he's skipping it. Because if I'm a stud and I know I'm a stud, I'm going to go out and show you I'm a stud. If I'm a little sketchy on, you know, is my 40 good, you know, then I'm going to skip it. So if I'm like a, if I'm a GM or something, it's going to be weird to me. Like Prime, Prime hopped on a jet ran in some slacks and loafers just just to show like I'm that dude like I know what I can do he went out there and ran a scorching 40 yard dash hopped back on the jet and went back home that's yeah a dude but I don't that- think it's about that the biggest thing with the combine that people don't like is like they ask you all kinds of like intrusive ridiculous questions prime is a as a perfect example actually the Giants actually hit him up and brought him in and gave him like a phone book worth like stack worth of papers and said everyone that you know that we're considering has to fill this out and he was like all right what pick you got and they said like i think it was 10 or something at the time and he was just like nah forget that i'm gonna be off the board by then i'm then just walked out it's just it's not the actual physical performing part that's hated the most like of course guys ain't gonna want to drop their draft stock or, you know, if they have a bad day or something like that, it could potentially hurt them. And I agree with you for sure, especially on the guys, the day two guys. I think day two and day three guys especially need the combine. Yeah. And that's that's really how you find your gems and diamonds in the rough uh, at that point later on in the draft. So, yeah, I don't know. Teach their own as far as, like, these guys, if they want to go out and do it. I agree. If you're a GM, you obviously want to be able to see – especially if you have your pick of the litter you want you want to see what a guy's got yeah yeah i I agree but you know joe burrow skipped a lot of the combine chase young did i think if you're a dude you can get by with it jalen carter skipping the entire combine if you've got years if you got years of college tape then you know it is what it is everybody knows everybody knows what they're buying you know what i mean but yeah. when you got a guy like that who's missed a year, then I feel like you kind of got to say, I still got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, let's jump into this. That was a that was a good long intro. I, I'm t- I love the combine. I could talk about, talk about these guys for a while. So we're going to kind of blow through these because they're just bad. I mean, WR2s were just bad all around. ADP missed. We missed. Hit on a few, but hey, it's just – Wide receivers are a dime a dozen, and there's some crap guys that can come out and be amazing. There's some good guys that can drop out. Injuries happen. I know we've this was just a crazy year for injuries. So and we're it's just such a volatile kinda, position. Do what? It's just a volatile position as well. Yeah, like exactly. Not not defending, you know, wherever we finished. Um so our wide receiver 13, um, we had Cortland Sutton. Uh, I had him at the 15. Beggs had him at the 19. Goni had him at the 10. ADP had him as the wide receiver 25, and he finished as a wide receiver 43. Uh, only missed three games, finished with a little over 800 yards, two touchdowns. 
chalking this one up to a terrible offense, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no one no one really foresaw what was going to come out of that offense as far as how terrible it was and how they produced less points per game than they did last year with uh, – I don't even remember who it was, to be honest with you, but he wasn't good. You bring in Russell Wilson, you expect these things to go a little Simeon? bit better. It was Drew Locke. Simeon, Drew Locke. And they had Drew Locke. For a game. Yeah, yes, yes. So, yeah, of course, you, you bring in a guy like Russell Wilson and you, you expect them to take off and it just never happened. And then kind of the other thing with that, for a lot of people, I know us going into the draft, uh, a lot of analysts as well, it was kind of a coin flip between, you know, who you thought was going to be the number one between Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy had all the advanced metrics in his favor. Cortland Sutton had, you know, he broke out a little bit in his rookie year for over a thousand yards. So, I mean, he's shown potential before he, he got hurt the year after that. And he came back. He was healthy this year for the most part. But it, it just didn't even seem like he was the guy. It really looked like Jerry Judy took over on this terrible offense. So... I mean, really, it's it's a miss for everyone involved. If you drafted Cortland Sutton, you're not happy about it. Yeah, I mean, he to me, he's a, he's a physical jump ball, touchdown, you know, kind of a receiver. And for a team that didn't score a lot of touchdowns, it makes sense that his production suffered. Um, yeah, is what it is. Yep. Uh, number 14, a guy I planted my flag on and he let me down, and there's no other reason than just he didn't play well. Uh, we got Deontay Johnson. Uh, he was our consensus 14. ADP had him at the 13, though. Um, he finished as a WR30. I had him as the 11. Begley had him as the 12. Goni had him as the 16. Uh, never found pay dirt. Not a single time all year did this man find the end zone. And it wasn't – and this is why I'm like, I planted my flag and we just missed. He was – He was. All, I mean, he was in your starting lineup. He was a flex play. But we just thought after he got his contract, you know, he's definitely the number one. This offense just wasn't good. Najee wasn't good. George Pickens came in and honestly wasn't that good either. He had some few highlight catches, but, again, it's just a victim of, of poor offense. And and even though I don't know if you all kind of have the same mindset, I don't necessarily care if the offense is not going to be too good as long as I know the volume is going to be there. And that's just what I thought was going to be the case for Deontay Johnson, and it just wasn't. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> go ahead, Bex. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, the volume was still there. He got 147 targets this year, but they're coming from the rookie targets. Yeah, yeah. Now, those yeah, 147 yeah. targets, I mean, he, he was only able to bring in 86. So, I mean, that's the highest, you know, target amount I guess is what we'll call it that he's gotten over his career but yeah like you said I mean you, you have to score touchdowns this is the only year being his his fourth year in the league where he's never scored a touchdown he scored five in his rookie season seven eight last year um the offense was just it was bad like you said it was bad all around I don't know if maybe Pickett gets better next year who do you like do you like him or Pickens next year? Who's who's going first? I guess is the question. Not not who you like more, but who's going first in uh, in drafts? Uh, Deontay. I mean, he's got the pedigree. Uh, you know, you know, for me, it's this was. I had him at twelve. It was a Mike Tomlin play, right? <clears throat> it's a good organization. 
uh, I, I know 12 was, was probably a little optimistic, but man, I, I, I Kenny Pickett didn't look good at all. You, you had him at 20. Oh, 20. Great job, man. Great call on my part. I hated my common <laughs> offense. I thought they were going to be atrocious. It showed in my rankings. Yeah, I didn't project them well out of college. Nah, but in all seriousness, it, I, I, I was going to let you ride, but then I realized it was going to mess with the overall rankings, and I didn't want Goni or myself to win with that eight-point swing that happened on yeah, this. Right. Yeah. Kenny Pickett was just bad, man. There's just no other way around it. He was, he was bad. The offensive line is bad. Uh, 15, we got Beggs' boy, T. Higgins. I had him at the 16. Beggs had him at the 14. Kind of a fade. I figured Beggs would have had him higher. Uh, Goni had him as the 19. He finished as the wide receiver 18. ADP had him at the 12. Uh, missed three games. Finished with over 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns, nine games inside uh, the top 24. Uh, just a, a, an absolute ton of targets. Going into the final year of his rookie contract, um, haven't heard any rumors of him being traded or anything. He's over the last three years, he's been very consistent in his target share. So, what do you think? I, I guess we don't have to talk too much because we our consensus was very close to where he finished. Um, so, I think where we had him kind of speaks for itself. But where do you see him? Uh, where do you see his output in the future? I, as our podcast is resident T Higgins lover, yes. right? I think T Higgins next year is a fringe wide receiver one. I, I'm going to probably have him at that 12, 13 spot. I, I think on guys with contracts, he in contract years, I think you just see a little more volume, a little more work they produce. Right. I, I think there's, you know, teammates help them a, a little bit, try to get, try to get to the bag. I think there's kind of an unspoken agreement there. I think T. Higgins is a dude. Even if he leaves Cincy, I think he's got the talent. He's six four. I mean, he's a monster. He has. He's a good route runner. He just needs to stay healthy. I think he's a great. Yeah, that uh, that fringe wide receiver one isn't, you know, out of the realm of possibilities at all. That's mm-hmm. that's something that could definitely be likely. I mean, since his rookie year, he's only finished better every season. He was twenty. The wide receiver twenty eight as a rookie wide receiver 24 and then just this year you know finishing wide receiver 18 i mean you you see him if he gets these three games say he plays every game next season and just the way the bengals offense has shifted to more of a pass first offense it's definitely possible for him to hit like a a 1200 yard mark and and maybe another seven to possibly 10 touchdowns you don't really know so i i could see it man yeah easily this offense is crazy I, I think my, my comp to him, just not as a player, but I think he's going to be like Calvin Ridley, who looked great when playing with Julio. When Julio left, Calvin kind of took that leap. I think Higgins, when he goes somewhere else, can be a bona fide one on a team. That's fair. All right. Our consensus 16. We had Chris Godwin. Goni and I had him at 18. Begley had him at 15. He finished as the 19. ADP had him at 20. Uh, missed two games, finished with over a thousand yards, three touchdowns. Um, only put up single-digit points twice. Uh, again, a bad offense. He did good just because uh, Brady had to dump it off to him all the time. Had the uh, 
lowest uh, yards per catch of his career at 9.8. Again, we were we were very close to this one. He missed two games, so he very easily could have hit that 1,200-yard mark for four touchdowns. Uh, didn't find pay dirt a lot just because the offense puttered out. But there was definitely a path for him to be better than he was. Now he's losing Tom Brady. What do you all uh what do y'all think? He honestly should have finished better than the wide receiver nineteen. I mean, I'm looking at his game logs and those two single digit games, those are the only times all season where you were disappointed in playing him. He broke double digits frequently. Went on a good streak. Three touchdowns, though, just isn't going to cut it. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. It, is, it was a, a low for touchdowns for him, for sure. He PPR'd people to death. Uh, the offense was just bad. It was it was his lowest touchdown output since his rookie season. So, I mean, kind of an outlier. I still like him going forward. I don't know if they're going to use him just primarily in the short game for the most part. He's got explosive you know, speed. He he can get it done. It just depends who they bring in. Kyle Trask, man. Does I was going to ask Wayne? Does does Kyle Trask have value in a super flex? Any starting quarterback has value in a super flex. It's very limited value, though. Do you think Tampa rolls with Kyle Trask? A and B. If they do, do you take a chance on him in a redraft with that receiving core? No. If Tom Brady couldn't be an amazing quarterback, then I'm not banking on Kyle Trask being an amazing quarterback. He's, he's, uh, I don't anticipate a Brock Purdy breakout. That being said, Trask has had two years behind the GOAT. Hopefully he learned. I, I really I really don't know what we have with him. I mean, he's a Florida guy. We Begley, we watched him play in college in person several times. Um, so we know what he is as far as college goes. But I, I have no idea what we have. Um, I have n- no idea the improvements that he's made um, learning from the best quarterback of all time. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I really don't know. All, what I do know is Todd Bowles is one of the worst coaches in the NFL. So we'll see. <laughs> he has another chance this year to prove it. <laughs> You're a bad guy. <laughs> Consensus 17. For some reason, I had this guy ranked lower than all of you all. I guess I just made y'all drink the poison. 17 is DJ Moore. I had him at 19. Beggs had him at 16. Goni had him at 17. He finished as the WR24. ADP had him at wide receiver 16. Finished with almost 900 yards, seven touchdowns, six times in the top 24, eight times outside the top 50. Lowest yards and reception total since his rookie season, yet he had a career-high seven touchdowns. We thought he was quarterback-proof. But we didn't realize how bad Baker Mayfield was. I man was trash cans. Uh, trash. He. That being said, he picked it up towards the end of the year. So uh, probably a new quarterback next year. If he continues, and this is just my opinion because I'm a DJ lover. If if he can keep that hot streak that he had the last half of the year, I'm I'm ranking him right up there again. Man, I, I, there's no way this isn't a bottom five offense in the NFL next year, right? No, no way at all. They're terrible. Terrible. I mean, Awful. I, I'm going to fade DJ Moore just based off of 
the offense is uh, prospectus as a whole, man. They're not going to score a lot of points. They're just not. What if what if I told you that he got his second lowest targets of his career this year with 118? Hasn't been this bad since his rookie year when he had 82 targets. He had 163 last year, and he finished as the wide receiver 18. Yeah, it's, it's Does that terrifying. Your mind? It's terrifying that his targets were lower when he played uh, without CMC and Robbie Anderson for, this year. For a good portion. I mean, I think the talent's there. Before this year, it was all about the man just refuses to score touchdowns. He gets all kinds of receptions. He was like the lifeblood of the offense for the most part because CMC had just been hurt for the last two years, honestly, and they didn't have anything else. But, I mean, I think he's got potential. He was absolutely the definition of boomer bust, though. He was either getting you yeah. some some good points, he's putting up 20, or he's going to give you like a four or a five or a six. And, and like Wayne said, he really turned it on. If you played him during your fantasy playoffs, he gave you 18, 20, and 23. So it was a great way to finish the season. I'm sure that'll keep some good memories for for those of of everyone that won championships. But I mean, I'm willing to take a chance on him next year. Uh, obviously, for the right price. Uh, he's the trade candidate. He's the perfect definition of a trade candidate. Carolina absolutely should move him for picks. I'd like to see Dallas go get him personally. That's what I was hoping for last year at the trade deadline. I was praying for that man to get traded, and they consider him a cornerstone piece. It's not going to happen. At least not yet. I think Give it's it time. Happen. Yeah. There's no reason to keep him. Think of all the people they've moved since getting him. They've moved Robbie Anderson. They've moved Curtis Samuel. Uh, they're just – that's their guy. And I'm yeah. sure he goes home and punches the air. Because of that very thought, but frequently moving on consensus 18 Goni's boy missed heavily. I had him as the WR 24 Begley as the WR 17 Goni as the WR 15 ADP had him as the WR 34 finished as the WR 71 talking about Darnell Mooney. Yeah, man. You plant hard, you fail hard. That's what I did this year. Planted the flag on Darnell Mooney. He was coming off of last season where he finished as the wide receiver 23 in his sophomore year. Man had 140 targets. Thought the sky was the limit for him. That got cut in half and then some. Man only had <laughs> 61 targets this year. Kind of brutal. He missed a whole lot of games. He missed five and most of a sixth to finish the season. 493 yards, two touchdowns, career lows all across the board. Finished inside of the top 24 only twice. And back to them targets, he had he averaged 8.2 targets a game last year. He dropped down to five. And Justin Fields was running for his life all season, so that'll take away from you know the passing game. They brought in Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool did nothing. So... Is Darnell Mooney, uh, can he be a number one? I don't think so. I think they probably try and bring in someone else. But I think he can be a very good number two. But 
they need to they just need to put pieces around fields honestly they need to beef up the o line give this man some protection otherwise it's not going to get off the ground i i don't think i'd change my ranking even knowing what we know now right i mean it's a guy who's an absolute target hog with a quarterback he's got some rapport with and the bears didn't bring anybody to compete for targets with i they mean tried. Mooney is a they try, but Mooney is an absolute volume play. He got injured, right? I mean, it is what it is. I I stand by our ranking. I think the logic is sound. It's just swing and a miss, swing and a miss. Planted the flag hard and didn't come to fruition. There, that's absolutely going to happen when it comes to receivers. Like Goni said earlier, it's a, the most volatile position in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. Number nineteen, we got the stud himself. DK Metcalf, I had him at 21, Begley at 18, Goni at 20, finished as the WR16, ADP had him at 15, uh, finished with 90 receptions, over 1,000 yards, and six tutties. He had a career high in targets and receptions, career low in tutties, nine games inside the top 24, uh, five games where he scored single digits, which kind of sucks, but um, it is what it is. I think we all kind of faded him a little bit because obviously the Russell Wilson leaving situation, but Geno Smith went out and balled. He, I feel like his, you know, his touchdown regression was due to Tyler Lockett showing, you know, why he's been a stud in the past. Uh, Tyler Lockett had an amazing year. Um, and I think that's kind of why his touchdowns went down, but Gino was great this year and absolutely peppered DK and DK showed um, why he's that dude. I'm, I'm he's, he's a WR one for me next year. Probably. I, I don't know that I can get there with him, but he's a solid WR two, No doubt about it. Uh, as long as Lockett's there though, I don't know that I can get Metcalf any higher than WR two personally. Yeah, I, I I personally can't. I can't put him into wide receiver one consideration, really. I mean, even though he's a physical freak, he's only done it – this is his fourth year in the league. He's only gotten to uh, wide receiver one status once, and it was off the back of 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. He got more targets, more receptions this year. He did score less touchdowns on it. It's just – it's going to be hard. Like Beg said, with Tyler Lockett there, man, he's – that man's drinking from the fountain of youth, really. He's just getting older. You know what it is, and this is something, uh, Mad Mob, that we joke about all the time, is we will be watching games, whether we all get together or we're at our own houses. We'll be texting back and forth in the group chat. And if you didn't notice before I say this, you will definitely notice if you see highlights or watch him next year. He's going to ruin Tyler Lockett for you here in about 10 seconds. Dude, every single time Tyler Lockett catches the ball in the open. If he's not gone, if he's not just not absolutely running it for a touchdown, this man hits, smashes the X button on the Xbox and just dives to the ground. He just, he's preserving himself. He's looking out for number one. My man catches the ball and just dives forward just to make sure that he doesn't take any hits at all. And that's just how he's keeping on, keeping on. Yeah. We'll move on to the, Consensus 20, a guy that I thought for sure I was going to hit on and I missed heavily. Uh, we got Brandon Cooks. I had him as the WR17. Goni and Begley had him as the 24. 
ADP had him at 31. He he hit um, as the 49. Uh, missed four games. Finished with 700 yards, three touchdowns. Inside the top 24 only three times. Outside the top 48 times. Uh, it, he was in Houston. I mean, he was in the absolute worst offense in the NFL. He's going to be 30 next year. He wants out. He's and let's be honest, he's at the point where he's probably going to ring chase a little bit. So maybe that'll be good for him next year. I don't know. Um, that's kind of what I'm hanging my hat on. Is a he missed four games, which is a decent chunk, and he was on the absolute worst offense in the NFL, where their starting quarterback got benched. So I mean, it is what it is with that one. Which again, that's not an excuse because. All of this information was there whenever we made our rankings. I just thought he could have pushed through it, and I underestimated how truly bad they were going to be because, honestly, I wasn't too down on Davis Mills coming into the year. I didn't think he was a stud, but I thought he was okay. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. To to me, this is kind of the same vein. I'm going to look at DJ Moore next year, right? An anemic offense. He's just a product of of a horrible offense and subpar quarterback play. He got it done last year, though, with the same pieces, essentially. Is this just a – is this just him falling off, getting older or what? He he was just a model of consistency over his last, uh, I don't know, seven years, really, before this season. There there was only one year where he finished – outside of even the top 20 over the last seven years before this season. So, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's an outlier. He is 29 years old. I believe he's going to be 30 when next season starts. Where he ends up is going to be a major, you know, deciding factor on on his production. Can he get back to wide receiver two? Sure. I think there's a path for that. But I believe he's got two years left on his deal. And wherever he goes, Houston's probably going to have to eat some of the salary to move him. So uh, we'll see if, you know, they just have this kind of grudge match. We saw that he sat out the game after the trade deadline passed because he was pretty upset he didn't get traded. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with it. Yep, we'll move on to the consensus 21. We all missed on him. ADP missed on him. Not bad. But, man, I've never been so happy to miss on a, on a wide receiver. We had Jalen right. Waddle. I had him at the 23. Beggs had him at 22. Goni had him at 21. ADP had him at 18. He finished as a WR8. My boy finished with 1,300-plus yards, eight touchdowns, seven times inside the top 24, four times inside the top seven, only five times outside flex play. He was a little bit of boomer bust, but at the same time, when he was booming, he was booming. Six games over 100 yards. Uh, when Tua was in there, he was a stud. I mean, he was an absolute stud. Tua was killing it. They are, they've are they emerged as probably the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. You know, right there with, right there with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and I don't. You can't even put Keenan Allen, Mike Williams in there anymore because they're getting old and they're Lock injury and prone. Huh? Lockett and DK. Lockett and DK could be in that. 
situation. Gabe Davis sucked, so so the Bills duo was out. <laughs> uh, th- this was crazy. I mean, Jalen Waddle. That's that's kind of I guess why, and I guess you can call it a fade because I mean. He finished pretty good, you know, the year before last. But we just thought Tua wasn't going to be able to get it done for two receivers. And he definitely did. He's cleared concussion protocol. um, So he should be on track to start next season. That being said, you know how concussions are when it rains it pours. So so what do you all feel about Jalen Waddle's outlook next year, Beggs? I mean, I I don't know how how you can fade him. I mean – it's going to be hard putting two Dolphins back in my top 12, but I'm going to have to think really hard about it. With with Tua and, and, and the new offense, they looked wonderful, man. Yeah, Tua's healthy. I don't see how he does worse than like a wide receiver 15, really. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be more the same. That's kind of why we faded him, like Wayne said, you know, going into this year is you're bringing in a guy like Tyreek Hill – you don't really know who's going to be the alpha, and we found out that Tyreek Hill is absolutely the alpha. He gets he gets all the volume, but it's something that we talked about at the beginning of the season is Jalen Waddle's targets are going to go down. They they utilized him as a very short threat last year. There's a lot of screens. There's a lot of short passes and run after the catch, and we were talking about at the beginning of the season that we think the volume goes down, but the yards per catch go up. And his yards per catch went up from 9 to 18. He led the league in yards per catch. You know what? I appreciate you trying to give credit to the podcast, but that that was you. You called that. Facts. Um, We're a team, man. We're a team. I don't know that we necessarily disagreed with you, but it was was definitely a a stat that you saw and a stat that you called was going to increase. So tip of the cap on that one. Um, you, You hit the nail on that on the head there and I I agree with you going into next season. All right, 22. Scary Terry. I had him at the 20. Going and Beggs had him at the 23. Round of applause, tip of the cap to the ADP. Had him at 14 and that's where he finished. It's his absolute best finish of his career. He finished as a WR25 last year. Finished with almost 1200 yards and five touchdowns. Seven games inside the top 24. Uh, he did have five games putting up single digit points. He did it. Uh, he did it with some quarterback issues, which is great for next season's outlook. Um, he got a new um, offensive coordinator in uh, Eric Bieniemy. God, I can't say his name right. You got it. You nailed it. Yeah. Say it one more time. Let me make sure I said it right. Be enemy. Are we sure that's right? Yeah. Okay. Might Nailed be it. enemy, but be enemy. Yeah. So, uh, new OC. Um, don't really know who his quarterback's going to be next year, do we? Sam Howell. Wrong record. I hope not. I hope not, man. You can't They're follow up this man's career year with a uh, with Sam Howell next year. It could be a stud. Don't do it. He could Ron be Rivera can't be happy about that. You know Terry McLaurin right now, like this entire year, is probably reflecting on like, man, I could have absolutely gotten an even bigger bag if Ryan Fitzpatrick just didn't get hurt last year. Just you know, 
it just buoyed the numbers. He would have had the best year of his, his career. Obviously, we don't know. It's a big what-if situation. But Ryan Fitzpatrick would have probably been the best quarterback he's ever played with. Probably, and let's be really honest, his quarterback next year is probably Taylor Heineke, right? Let's just be honest. All roads yeah. lead back to Heineke in Washington. He was on at least he, for another year. He he literally was on their season ticket package for next year. Like when they That's sent true. when they sent out the ads for season ticket orders for n- next season, Taylor Heineke was on them. That's what I'm he saying. He was the featured player, Taylor Heineke. All roads lead back to Heineke in Washington. I'd rather have Heineke. You no, know, not to Ron Payne. Not to Ron Payne. Not not Chase Young. Not you know one of these scary Terry guys. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, dude. Like you, you took Taylor Heineke, and now he is sitting the bench. But Begs, you're right. All roads lead back to Heineke. I expect to see him in there about week seven. There you go. Yep, we'll see. All right, number twenty-three. Man, we we're close on this one. Uh, we had Jerry Judy. I had him at twenty-six. Begs at twenty-one. Goni at twenty-two, and he finished as a twenty-two. ADP had him at the nineteen. Uh, missed three games. Could have been a little bit better. Uh, finished with just under a thousand yards and six touchdowns. Eight finishes inside the top twenty-four. Uh, he's going into the final year of his rookie deal. You know it. Broncos got Sean Payton. I think Judy emerged as the one this year. I mean, I th- we based on our rankings. You know, obviously, I don't have to say it. We thought Corlin Sutton was going to be the number one. Judy came out and was like, no, 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 it's me. So what's uh, how do y'all feel about him um, going into next year? Still a back-end WR2, or do you see better things with Sean Payton coming in? Judy's going to be hyped to mid-wide receiver two levels next year in terms of redraft. I think back-end wide receiver two is where I'm going to have him. Uh, but, man, the guy's talented. He just needed a quarterback. He kind of got one this year, and it, and it showed just even with as bad as Russell Wilson was, man, Judy shined. I mean, he already was a back-end wide receiver, too, this year, man. He finished his 22, and that offense was trash. I and think, he missed games. I think he has, like, fringe wide receiver one potential. If everything plays out right, if everything plays out right, I'm not calling it yet in my way-too-early rankings, but I see the potentials there. The offense has so many more steps forward that they can take. I think Sean Payton is the perfect guy for this. And uh, over his last five games, he actually he showed out pretty good. Capped with one of them, he finished as the wide receiver one. And I don't know if you guys remember the game. It was against the Kansas City Chiefs where he scored three touchdowns. This man was livid on the field. I remember watching it. There was something took place. I think like a penalty was called against him or a penalty wasn't called on a, on a defender that penalized him. And this man was absolutely irate and just goes on and he scores three touchdowns, absolutely tears him up, finished as the wide receiver one for the week. He's got fire, man. He's got fire. He's got advanced metrics on his side. He just needs Russell Wilson to play like Russell Wilson has played. That's it. Yep. He he's just his hype is going to reach. He's going to be overvalued. 
I can see it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I, I can definitely you, see it. You know I'm a Judy like fanboy through and through. Lover. Yeah. All right. I kind of uh, when it came to the speaking of loving people, when it came to the um, lengthy intro and who I knew was gonna who was our consensus twenty four. I uh, I made sure to leave us a solid five to ten minutes to discuss this. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, our consensus twenty four is Hollywood Brown. Boo! I had him at the thirty. Gunny I was going to say why, Wayne? Huh? Yeah. Why was he our? Why was our, he our consensus twenty four? Stay tuned. You'll find out in five mm. seconds. I had him at the thirty. Goni mm. had him at the twenty eight. Mm. Begley had him at 13. Had him what? 13. What? 13? 1 3. He finished Damn. as a wide receiver 44. ADP had him at the 26. Missed five games, finished over 700 yards, three touchdowns. Averaged 18.2 points per game in the first six games when Hopkins was suspended and was the WR5 in that time frame. Averaged 10.6 targets per game. So let me stop there. Goni and I called that. Not, a, not not as high. Goni and I called him being a high-end WR2, back-end WR1 while Hopkins was out. So it doesn't surprise me that he did very well through the first six games of the year. He did Begley, what he was before, expected to do. Before I go on with, with more of these stats, do you have anything you'd like to say up until this point? I've got a lot of things to say, but you you should finish because I've got a good two minutes of Hollywood talk in me. Okay. When Hopkins was present, his average went down by over 50%. He went from 18.2 points per game without Hopkins to 9.4 points per game. His targets per game went down over 30%. That's what we. That's the point we made, is that he's going to be good when Hopkins leaves, but he's going to see a huge decrease in output when Hopkins comes back, and that is exactly what happened. You're shaking your head, but stats don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Shaking his head, no, Mad Mob. And that's just that's just the facts. I'll let you speak on it. So, before I get into my Hollywood tirade, an updated stats ranking. Before Hollywood, just let it be known. I was in first, Goni second, Wayne third. After the Hollywood debacle, I'm going to be sucking the hindest tit that my little mouth can find. I will be dead last, spoiler alert, with a 31-point loss on Hollywood. Now, <laughs> wait, wait, what were our wide receiver rankings? Oh, oh. I, he was I, winning. I was winning, Goni was second, and you were third, Wayne. Uh, spoiler, Goni will win, Wayne will be second, and I will be third due solely to the flag fact that I planted my flag on Hollywood and I missed. Here's why. He was wide receiver five overall through six games. He got injured. He missed five. When he came back, Kyler was hurt. So he got the hodgepodge of Arizona Cardinals quarterbacks that were not Kyler when he got back. He's an air yards monster, 
over a thousand air yards, a 32% air yard share on his team, which is good for 17th in the league. He runs deep routes and he gets the ball deep. He had a dominator rating of 28%, which is good for 19th in the league. The stats are there for Hollywood. He got injured. He Kyler got hurt. That was that 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 was raps. D Hop played D Hop played with the same hodgepodge and did just fine. D Hop got Kyler Murray in the in the span that Hollywood Brown was out and that padded his stats. He did just fine with the hodgepodge. He, he, uh, Begs, Begs, does it make you feel any better that you could have planted the flag and still won this if you just hadn't planted it so hard? Well, here's, you know, to, when you look at the numbers and how he started the year, right, as the main weapon, I think he exceeded even my expectations, expectations. being wide receiver five, right? He was a monster. If he doesn't get injured and he keeps that same pace, I think he builds up a good enough cushion to, to insulate himself from a drop in production when D Hop comes back, which is what I was banking on. So uh, you know what? Let's do let's do a little experiment here, real quick, okay? Hollywood. Let's see. I, I just want to pull up what his his total points was. He missed five games, right? Yeah. Okay, so he had 156 points in PPR scoring. 156 points. We'll give him 50 more points. He averaged 9.4 a game. We'll bring it up to 10, and we'll we'll add 50 points to him. So he had 156, we said. Let's find out what it would have been. 156 and 50 would have been 206. It would have brought him to the wide receiver 22, two points over Jerry Judy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he would have been a top 24 wide receiver. Absolutely, but thirteen, bro, is thirteen. That was the only thing. I didn't have a problem with you you putting him in the top twenty four by any means. Wayne and I weren't that far off. We did twenty eight and thirty respectively. It's just thirteen. Uh, was rough. It was. Uh, it was certainly um, um, optimistic. But you know, he's going back to a scheme he ran in college with Kyler. He was going to be a two alongside Hopkins, which uh, I thought in a, on, a, on a, a team that passes just about more than anybody else in the league since Cliff Kingsbury's been there, there was enough of a passing pot to sustain two guys. And I thought Hopkins would take some of the pressure off of them. Plus, we haven't. I mean, Hollywood posted wide receiver two numbers with Lamar and Baltimore's offense, which, as you say a lot, that is a an absolutely horrendous passing offense, which it is. I, I I thought he was due for an explosion, but uh, injuries and injuries cost me that one. Um, it happens. It so happens. with the thirty-one point Hollywood Delta, I have three hundred and thirty-one points for all wide receivers relative to their actual finish. Wayne is second with three twenty-six, so he is five points off. And first is Goni with three twenty-two. Nine ahead of me and four ahead of Wayne. So Goni is the unofficial winner of the wide receivers. Let's get it. Quarterbacks, wide receivers. It's good to be king. Running backs. It's good to be king. It's good to be king. Begs? Begley? Can you guys hear me? <laughs> Hello? 
<laughs> Don't worry, we have tight ends to do, man. I'm I'm sure it'll be there will be all kinds of disparity in that and yeah, I can't sure. wait. I, we, we could have a whole segment just on Kelsey and Mark Andrews for, for that one. Nah, it's not That's necessary. It's a Ewan Wayne battle. Not necessary. Well, no, go. I, I think you were right there. I was on the Kelsey side, my guy. No, you were not. You're on the Andrews side. Uh, I'll see if that reflected in the rankings. I you guarantee did. you, I had Kelsey at number one. You had Mark Andrews at number one, my 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 good sir. All right. I guess and we'll Wayne see. And I, when Wayne and I took the doink, I remember your commentary. It singed through me like a hot poker. Hmm. All right. Well, Stop. just know that if I when I crunch the numbers for our show next week and I had Kelsey at number one, you'll be hearing from me. And if I had Mark Andrews, I'll forget it ever happened. Absolutely. Let's let's finish this off real quick with um, the outlook for Hollywood in the future with. Um, Arizona picking up his option. Hopkins probably going to be out. Kyler possibly not starting. And Cliff Kingsbury out. The most underrated receiver in redraft leagues next year. The most underrated. Yeah. I think Hollywood will be drafted in the wide receiver three territory, maybe around six, seven. And I'll be grabbing him every time. Okay. So another positive outlook. I like him. I like him next year. I I really do. Yeah, I think I think he's going to be good next year. I, like it's, it is what it is. Wayne, are you taking Devonta Smith or Hollywood next year in a redraft? Devonta, Christian Kirk or Hollywood in a redraft? Hollywood, but that's that's a good comp for me. Christian Kirk, okay. If Calvin Ridley wasn't going to be in Jacksonville, I'd probably lean more Christian Kirk. Goni, Mike Williams or Hollywood Brown? Redraft. Who man. Give me Mike Williams. Okay. I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> Chris With Olave. a full year of Keenan Allen. <laughs> Chris Olave or Hollywood Brown? Redraft? Yeah. It doesn't matter, Chris Olave. Probably Chris Olave. Okay. All right, fair. It's just, my my thing with that is Kyler Murray. I don't know if Kyler Murray is going to be ready for the season opener as he returns from the torn ACL. He tore it in December. Uh, Long, long recovery, long wait time. Hopefully everything goes well for him. He can start by the first game of the season. But I've seen some reports that it, it could be anywhere up to halfway through. So I just don't like David Blah. David Blah. Blah. Throwing him passes. Yeah. Fair. All right. Uh, this was a good one. Uh, Goni, you're wide receiver king. Uh, myself in second. And Begley um, sucking high and tit. I didn't add it up, but the ADP beat us in wide receivers um, overall. The ADP was right more often than we were right on that. We had our flag planted on a couple guys. Our WR1s, there was a lot of injuries that caused us to miss. WR2s, not really going to blame the injuries too much. Just a volatile position, it is what it is. Yeah, to me, the number one correlation, we missed on guys who played on bad offenses. That that, that might be, be common sense. People like Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Mooney, Sutton, Cooks, bad offense. 
Well, you know, uh, I, again, like you said before, our logic is sound. A bad offense is a team that's behind. A team that's behind is a team that passes. Yeah. Um, we just underestimated how truly bad it was. So the logic was okay, but it didn't come to fruition. That's um, right. I don't know. It might take it in. I'll, I'm like Begley, like Goni said about Mike Williams. I'll probably use close to the same logic next year. I'm ready to be hurt again. Yep. Yep. All right, Mad Mob. The beautiful NFL Combine. For MVP.